0: everybody, here it is. It is the bye week episode of Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm your host, TJ Branson. So obviously these next two weeks are a bit interesting, making ad drops a bit more important, looking at some of the deeper waiver wire pickups that could potentially make your week. The teams that are playing four times are Calgary, Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago. So you are going to be wanting to lean on these guys a little more heavily than, you know, your random waiver wire pickups that could be from any team, like you know, last night, there was only there was only one game, Columbus and Toronto playing. I don't know who was home. But then there's 13 teams that only play once. So those teams are Anaheim, Boston, Colorado, Dallas, the Kings, Montreal, the Devils, Nashville, the New York Islanders, Philadelphia, San Jose, the Blues, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Arizona, Buffalo, Detroit, Florida, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Toronto play twice. Columbus, Edmonton, Vancouver, Washington, and Winnipeg play three times. So looking at the week, it's definitely light at the beginning with Monday having only one game, as we were talking about, and Wednesday having two. So tonight, Tuesday, there are seven games. Winnipeg at Buffalo, Carolina at Tampa, Calgary at Minnesota, Chicago at Ottawa, Edmonton at Nashville, Florida at St. Louis, and Vancouver at Washington. So those seven games kind of are a little lighter than the Tuesdays that we're used to. You know, I'd I found that in the past few weeks, I have a full lineup on ESPN with the 22 man rosters, or I have a full lineup on my 11 man roster in Yahoo, no matter what. But now I got a couple of voids that I got to fill. Uh, I'm picking up a couple of guys. I think I got Jordan Stahl and Eliza Lindholm, and uh, I was lucky enough to get Yanni Yort. So I got a couple of pickups that are filling out, my, filling out my team there. Wednesday, tomorrow, there's only two games Minnesota at Chicago and Ottawa at Toronto. So Minnesota and Chicago are both playing back-to-backs. So I think Staylock is confirmed for tonight, Tuesday, against Calgary, and then Dubnik is going to be out against Chicago tomorrow. I'm sure. Um, Ottawa they are playing Anderson tonight, and against Toronto they might, you know, they might trot out Anderson twice, or they might, you know, put Condon in for a game. Who knows? Thursday we have three games: Carolina at Washington, Columbus at Buffalo, and Calgary at Tampa. Then Friday we got five. There's Calgary at Florida, Edmonton at Arizona, Vancouver at Columbus, Washington at Carolina, and Winnipeg at Chicago. Calgary is playing it back-to-back Thursday into Friday, so we're going to see. I mean, if it's me, if I'm Glenn Gullitson, I'm putting you know Mike Smith against Tampa Bay, against Kucherov, against Stamkos, against Hedman. And then I'm going to play Riddich against Florida. They still got some front-end talent, but they're not exactly... Nobody is Tampa this year. Nobody is putting up, you know, a 45-goal differential for, um, especially not Florida. So you'll likely see David Riddich on Friday. Uh, Columbus also has a back-to-back from Thursday to Friday. So they're probably going to put Corpus Allo in for the Vancouver game because, well, you know, they're playing Buffalo on Thursday. So that's kind of a toss-up. Uh, Vancouver's been playing better than Buffalo without a doubt. So I'm thinking Bobrovsky will probably get the Vancouver game and Corbassalo. We'll play Thursday night. So this week being such a, a light week, um, especially for goalie starts, it, I'm lucky enough to have Mike Smith in my one that does have um, minimum goalie starts, so I'm cool for this week, but I'm going to be screwed next week. But if you're one of those teams that have a minimum goalie start of two or three games and you, you have one of these teams that are only playing once, uh, even like Vasilevsky, who's only playing twice, that that could really, really break it up. Um, I'm looking at Staylock for... For that, you can pick up a guy like Jeff Glass or um, Forsberg from Chicago. So those two goalies there, and then um, Staloc. staylock has got two back-to-backs, so he's guaranteed for at least two starts, um, unless for some reason they play Dubnik back-to-back. So um, Washington has a back-to-back on Friday, as well as Carolina. So Carolina, they've been doing a, a weird kind of tandem. They're playing a home-and-home, so you're going to get Grubauer for one. You're going to get Holpe for the other. You're going to get... Kim Ward for one you're gonna get Scott darling for the other um, so look at those guys if you need goalie starts and then Saturday we got nine games um, Arizona's playing a back-to-back from are they maybe not oh no they are they're playing Friday and Saturday so you're gonna get Wedgwood um, on one of them and you're gonna get uh, Ronta on the other they're probably gonna play Wedgwood Friday night against Edmonton Edmonton's not you know as intimidating as the uh, as the Sharks so <clears throat> the games on Saturday Anaheim at the Kings Arizona at San Jose, Boston at Montreal, Colorado at Dallas, Detroit at Pittsburgh, Edmonton and Vancouver. Nope, not Vancouver. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Sorry, my handwriting is shit. Uh, New York at New York, the Islanders at the Rangers, and Philly playing the Devils, and then closing out with Winnipeg at Minnesota. So that's a pretty hefty slate for Saturday. It's you know it's usually like 14 games, but we got nine this time. Uh, Edmonton has a back-to-back Saturday and Friday, so we're gonna. Get a good look at Al Montoya, um, likely against Arizona. So Friday you'll probably get Montoya in, so there's another one if you need goalie starts. Uh, and then Sunday we have four games. Um, Calgary at Carolina, Detroit at Chicago, Minnesota at Vancouver, and the Rangers at Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh and New York both have back-to-backs. Uh, Minnesota has another back-to-back, so they're probably going to have lock in for this one because if it's me... I'm putting Dumnik against Winnipeg. They've been, you know, firing on all cylinders. They have one of the best, most potent offenses in the league right now. Um, And Vancouver, not so much. Uh, You got the Sedins and Sven Berchi up on the first line. It's, outside of Brock Besser, you don't really have any scoring threats. Um, Detroit also has a back-to-back. Right now, Jimmy Howard has missed one game with a, uh, I think it's just an illness or an upper body injury. We'll get to that later. I do have some notes about that. But, Look for Mrazek to get a good bulk of the starts. Um, we're going to get into streamers in a bit, but I want to look at some of the real key injuries that we've missed in the past two weeks um, and who's been coming back. So for Anaheim, Corey Perry's back. Who the hell cares? Uh, he has 19, 19 minutes, 21 seconds in the last game that he played. He was plus one, three shots on goal, three hits. He was on the top line for that game, but now he is on the third line with Henrique and Richie. Uh, and you got Ricard Raquel back up on that top line. Ryan Kessler has returned. He's played three games, has three shots in each game. He's been 76% in the face-off circle. So, you know, Ryan Kessler doing Ryan Kessler things. has been just, you know, phenomenal in the face-off circle. He has five hits, eight blocks, five penalty minutes, two assists, and a power play assist. That's, you know, going it. So he has two assists all day, and one of them was on the power play. Um, so Anaheim's looking pretty healthy, and they're right back in the hunt. Gibson owners have had a 2-2-1 uh, two, two, and one record. 10 goals allowed, and a 99 save percentage, so it's a pretty good save percentage if you're playing in a categories league, you know, that is really helping you out, but if you're playing in a wins, like points league, the 2-2-1 kind of hurts you a little bit. Then we're going to move on to Arizona. Nicholas Jalmerson looks to return after this five-day break. Um, other than that, he he'll probably, you know, be the defensive part of the OEL top pairing, but Oliver ekman Larson is as good as injured right now. He's got one assist in his last 16 games. And before that, that's December 19th, was the last time he scored a point. He had an eight-game point slump. So that's one point in 24 games. It's kind of fucked. Um, Boston. Boston is on an all-out fucking tear right now. Uh, Rask is back to his elite self, you know, putting up Vezina caliber. Vezina? Try and say that. Go ahead. Try and say that. Try and say that with some of this in you. Um... Tugarevsk is back to his Vesna caliber self. Uh, he's quite frankly, you know, put up the best numbers all of December, and Boston has gone like just ridiculously out of their minds. So Bergeron is the only player of note. He uh, he took a Latang slapper off his inner knee, and he's got the bye week to recover and will likely return for Saturday's game against Montreal. So moving on to Buffalo. Buffalo remains healthy, but Antipin is hoping to return to the lineup, but. I mean, he's got, like, less than one shot a game. He's got four points in 24 games played. He's not fantasy-relevant in any format. Um, Robin Leonard was day-to-day with an upper-body melody. He took a uh, shot into the neck against my Flyers. Um, but he is confirmed to start tonight, so he is back in the lineup, and you can just pretty much treat it like he was never hurt in the first place. Get him in your lineups right now. I mean, if, if you fucking want, whatever. Buffalo is just a dumpster fire anyway, so... Buffalo is not that good. Uh, Carolina, Sebastian Ajo, is slotted to play tonight. He was a game-time decision, but he is going to play against Tampa Bay tonight. Brock McGinn was slated to take his spot on the top line, but now McGinn is you know playing on the second line. I'm kind of hoping my Jeff Skinner can get back up there, see a little more playing time, get a little more shots, get a little more goals. Um, said he feels fine, so he's going to be back there. Uh, Lee Stempniak comes off of the IR. Last year he had 40 points in 82 games, so, you know, in your deeper leagues, Lee Stempniak was somebody to look at, but you know, in your 10, 12, 18 leagues, he's you know, just on the waiver wire, picking up for uh, for weeks like this week, where they're one of the four teams that play four times. Calgary, a leak, Uh took a puck to the jaw, broke his jaw. There's no news, none at all. He remains on IR. Yager is day-to-day, and it's undisclosed. This is a bit shady. I don't think he's hurt. I don't think he's sick. They are just trying to get his ass out of Calgary. As fast as they can. And that's all That's all speculation. That's just me. Uh, Versteeg remains on IR. He was kind of hot last year being um, on the top power play every once in a while, playing with Johnny Gaudreau. But yeah, nothing so far. Uh, Chicago. We have Artem Anisimov on the IR with an upper body injury. There is no clear timeline. He might miss all four games this week. Going into the bye week, he might just use the bye week as extra time. So he's on the IR, and that would just be extra time for him. He left midway through the first period on December 28th. So I think he got like five minutes ice time and then just kind of bailed. Um, Corey Crawford, this one's kind of vague. He's on IR right now with an upper body injury. Coach Quenville said he will return this season, which is kind of ominous. Uh, Usually an upper body injury with no updates and no timeline means a concussion, but it still remains unclear. So I'm crossing my fingers that... It's not a concussion that Corey Crawford is going to return to action as soon as possible because he's been just so so very good this year. Uh, Columbus. Now this one's kind of steep. Uh, Cam Atkinson. We talked about it last episode. He remains on track and it's almost too much. He's almost two weeks into his four to six week timetable. Uh, he fractured his foot. He is. Um, he's been a disappointment this year. Everybody knows it, especially Cam Atkinson owners. He has 13 points in 32 games. With six goals and seven assists. He's shooting at like three shots a game. So it doesn't make sense why this season has been so bad for him. You know, sometimes you just don't get the luck. Alexander Wenberg should be back around the all-star break. Having a slow year as well uh, with 16 points in 30 games. Four out of those are goals. So that's uh, 12 assists. Uh, Brendan Dubinsky, he skated and practiced on Saturday. He missed 12 games with a fractured orbital bone. I think he fought Zach Cassian and lost big time. Uh, he has three goals and nine assists in 31 games, but is good for your peripheral leagues. Uh, he's 62% in the face-off circle, has 81 hits and 26 blocks in those 31 games. So for your peripherals, he might not be, you know, your offensive stud, but he's still pretty good when it comes to those. Uh, Tyson Berry from Colorado is on IR still. He has three to five weeks left on his recovery, and in his stead, Eric Johnson has been, you know, plucking along pretty well he's four points in six games while filling it he's playing with the red hot top line of gabriel Landeskog, nathan mckinnon and miko ranson all of which are playing at a point per game pace so you know it's kind of just completely flip-flop from what happened last year that colorado could not score and then you got Sven andrew he's day-to-day he missed the last three games with a leg injury after crashing into the boards there's no further news about him um It'd be good to have him back into the top six um, instead of A.J. Greer, who has been the left wing alongside Kerfoot and Neil Yakupov. So, in addition to that... Oh, man. He is not having a good time. Um, Semyon Verlamov has a lower... Jesus. That baby is not having a good time. Um, Semyon Verlamov has a lower body injury and can be available for January 13th against Dallas. Um, having the bye week to recover... Burnie, going to get a bulk of those starts. Go check on him real quick. All right. So I guess he's pretty pissed off that mom is putting together a toy for him. Uh, he's got one of those sweet, you know, car ramps. You put the car at the top and then it goes all the way down. And I guess he's just really pissed off about it. Um, where was I? We talked about Varlamov, so we are moving into Dallas. Um, Mark Mathot played uh, on Thursday with uh, 15 minutes and 32 seconds of time. He had two shots on goal, three hits, one block. I think it was a plus one in that game. Um, But then he took the warm-ups on Saturday and was a late scratch after feeling kind of sore uh, and not really really up to the task. Uh, Detroit. Jimmy Howard is day-to-day, lower body injury. Jeff Blashill says it's nothing too serious, so it should be pretty short term. And then just moving straight on to Florida, Detroit's healthy otherwise. Um, Roberto Luongo, the goal is to have Lou back by early February, Bob Booner said. So things are looking good. He is on track. Um, if you've been enjoying, you know, to the best of your ability, James Reimer, uh, it's going to be time to cut bait pretty soon. Roberto Luongo had a really good showing uh, before he took this injury. And, uh, He should be back pretty soon, so that's always good news. Uh, The LA Kings, Jeff Carter, he has lost the boot. He is walking on his own again. He's expected to be back this season, but maybe not till March. I think Coach said um, he's going to treat it like a pretty much a free um, trade deadline pickup. He's not going to pick up anybody, and getting Jeff Carter back is going to be just as good as that. Uh, Jake Muzzin goes on IR. It's kind of just a formality. Going into the bye week, uh, he's got the extra time to recover, so... Now's a really good time for anybody that's not feeling you know, 100%, just throw them on the IR and uh, give them those extra days. Minnesota, Miko Koivu is a game-time decision with the flu. Um, that's the only news I got about him. He would be slotted into the second-line center role. If it's not him, then you could see somebody like Joel Erickson-Eck moving up into that second-line center. He could be a really good add this week, You know, Minnesota playing four times, and they have kind of a plum schedule. They play um, Vancouver, so that's always good to see. And then Montreal. The big one here is Shea Weber, and that's really outside of like Alice Hemsky, who is not owned anywhere. Um, Weber's not going to be back until after the All Star break. And Jeff Petrie really hasn't gotten anything done with the role that he's been put in. Um, in his absence, he just has three assists in the last six games and no goals on 18 shots. So even taking over that number one power play, I know Pacharetti's not playing up to his standards. Galchenyuk, Druin, the whole like everybody over there is just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. but. You, you would think that like Petrie putting up sometimes five shots in a game this that and you would think it would go a lot better this is where the big one is um, the New York Islanders Josh Bailey the only news is a lower body injury but uh, the next available game is January the 13th against the Rangers so at almost an assist a game rate it would be a huge knock to their team if uh, if he's out he's he's playing at over a point per game you know just throwing out apples after apples to Johnny T um, that would, that would be a damn shame. Uh, the next one is Andrew Ladd, you know, at 5.5% owned. He's got 18 points through 42 games. Um, he's droppable. If if you were holding him, he's droppable. In the meantime, the injury is undisclosed with no other news. So if you're holding this guy at less than a half point per game pace, cut bait. But outside of that, New York is looking pretty healthy. Uh, over to the Rangers, also in New York. Kreider is out indefinitely. Um, which is a shame because he was really laying it on thick in the last, um, in the last couple months. He, he needed surgery to resect a rib following his blood clot diagnosis. Um, in the meantime, J.T. Miller has been filling in for him on the power play and on that line. So, you know, best wishes to Chris Kreider. That's just terrible news. Um, great player, great guy, great locker room guy. I hope you, you hate to see this for anybody. Um, for Nashville, some good news, some bad news. Ryan Ellis is back. He does not have any power play time yet, but with Nashville having two D-men on their, you know, top unit, if you want to call it that, they have two pretty solid units. Um, and then you got P.K. Subs on the second one. It's not unlikely that he could take over for Matthias Eckholm on that first power play unit with Roman Yossi. He's got one goal, one assist in three games played, three hits, eight blocks. He should be owned anywhere. He's at, like, 60% right now, so you want to see him... Up at like 95% ownership. He's playing the top pairing with Yossi. Um, already got two points in three games. That's pretty much the production I'm looking for him going forward. So, in the next 40 games, you can look for, you know, a little bit over 30 points. Maybe 25 to 30 points. Uh, oh, man. Philip Forsberg. He's out four to six weeks. It's looking closer to the four-week spot than it is to the six-week spot. Uh, Pontus Aberg has practiced in his stead with Ryan Johansson and Victor Arvidsson, so... A speed of recovery to Philip Forsberg, I know that has been a, you know, main point of anybody's fantasy team. It's it's hard to see one of your top players go down, whether you're Nashville or you're just a fantasy owner. No matter what happens, these injuries are the worst part of, of hockey. So, Ottawa, uh, Matthew Shane's day-to-day, big fucking whoop. He's got like 10 points in 26 games with the Sens. He's a game-time decision tonight against Colorado. So, you know, kind of a homecoming for him. You'd like to see him be back, but... Chances are he's not putting up any points. St. Louis, uh, Jaden Schwartz has also had his boot removed, and this happened yesterday. So he remains on track for recovery for late January, early February. So you still got another, like, three three to four weeks left on those Jaden Schwartz injuries. If he's eating up an IR spot, just keep him there, dude. He was, he was playing at a really high pace, and if he's on the waiver wire, if you drop him today, I'm picking him up today. So hang on to him. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, Dan Girardi is a game-time decision tonight. Against uh, Carolina, after he took a shot to the neck. So you got Leonard taking a shot to the neck, and then you got Girardi. Girardi's looked a lot worse. Um, kind of took it at a real close. I think it was like you know ten feet away, and he took a slapper like right to the right to the way back of the neck. Man, it was brutal. Uh, but he he's known for being a warrior. So this is the kind of guy I think he's going to play tonight. So if you got him, put him back in your lineups. Uh, if you have the space, if not, get somebody else in there. Uh, Vancouver, Sven Berchie is back. He's got no points, two shots on goal, one hit, one block in his first game back, and he's playing with the Sedins on the top line. Uh, the strange thing about this is he's got limited playing time. He he only logged 13 and a half minutes from the top line, so whether or not he's you know off the power play or just they're giving him short shifts to kind of ease him back into the way of things, but I don't know. And then the last team with a significant injury is Mark Scheifele. Um, as we all know, He went down, um, and he was, uh, I think it was six to eight weeks is the original thing, the original diagnosis uh, timetable that they had for him, and is projected to return closer to the six-week spot than the eight-week. So this is meaning mid-February he's going to be back um, again. This is a guy that should be eating up your IR spot. Don't drop him. Mark Schleichle is a point-per-game player, top five forward in the NHL. Don't get rid of him. So, after all those hefty names, let's get into some good ads for the week. Obviously, Chicago, Calgary, Carolina, and Minnesota playing four times in uh, in your limited transaction leagues, like if you only have one or two or three for a whole week, you want to look at some of these guys. Some of the ones that I've been hearing a lot about is uh, Vinny Hidastroza, uh is a name that's just been out there for a while. He's got two games and five assists in his last five games, and uh, him being like just thrown across the like the, the airwaves all the time. It's happening for good reason. He is also getting only 13 minutes of light. So him and Sven Berchi are just, well, where Sven Berchi isn't really producing at at, uh, at the rate that Henestroza is, they're both playing with only 13 minutes of light. He's making the most of that time, so while it's his turn with Taze and Saad, definitely roll him out there. He is uh, 7% on ESPN. And 8% on Yahoo. So he should be available in over 90% of leagues in both formats. And then if you want to pick up Jeff Glass or Forsberg, they should split some starts. I know Forsberg's playing tonight, which means Glass will probably get the start tomorrow. Another good one is Nick Schmaltz. He is 25% owned and is still centering the Patrick Kane line. He's played like close to 90% of his shifts this year with Patrick Kane. He's not going anywhere. Um, He's also centering the top power play unit. So it's kind of. There's no better time to pick him up than this week, where he's playing four games and most other teams are not. Minnesota has, like I said, a real plum schedule, two back-to-backs. Stay locks a really nice add for the week when goalie minimums are going to be hard to meet this week. Somebody else I wanted to talk about. These are you know, only available in half of your leagues out there, but Jared Spurgeon, he is 73% owned on ESPN, but 49 in Yahoo. So if you're in a Yahoo league and you need defensemen and you need blocks and hits and all that stuff, Uh, Jared Spurgeon's a guy for hits, or sorry, for blocks, not so much for hits. But he's playing the top power play. He's got five assists in his last five games. The next one I want to talk about, and I have no idea why he is only 50% owned, Nino Niederreiter. He's playing the second line. He put up a hattie in his first game back, and then, you know, a goose egg right after that. So in his last two games, he's got three goals on six shots. 56% owned in ESPN. He's got left wing, right wing eligibility. There's no reason Niederreiter should be out there. I've got him on my team, and I've loved every minute of it. This week, especially, is somebody, when you can get somebody in the top six in Minnesota or any of these teams, it, you got to jump on it. And then Calgary, another team that's playing four times. I like Mikhail Backlund. He's 41% owned in ESPN and 20% in Yahoo. He's straight center, but he, he's getting top unit power play time. He has pushed Michael Furland off that top top power play. He's got one assist and one goal on the top power play, and he's got two assists at 5-on-5. Five five. So, you know, four points in his last five. It's really not bad. Getting top power play time with Johnny Gaudreau, Sean Monahan is also never a bad spot to be in. And then Michael Furland, the guy that got, you know, ditched off that power play, he's still playing even strength time with Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan. He's got two goals, two assists in his last two, and is under 25% owned in both formats, ESPN and Yahoo. And he's, yeah, two goals, two assists in his last two games, Sorry. And then three goals, two assists in his last five. So it's stretched out, but he's still putting up a point-per-game pace over his last five games. Uh, put up 13 shots on goal in that span. Uh, and like I said, he was moved off the top power play unit, so that's kind of just a warning to you guys. Um, if you're looking for power play points this week, backland is the way to go. If you have your power play points covered, then, you know, give Ferland a spot. Uh, for Carolina, there are one, two, three, four, five guys that we can talk about, all under 30% owned. Jordan Stahl. Justin Williams, Elias Lindholm, Victor Rask, and Derek Ryan. All under 30%. And they all have at least one point in the last three games. All of these guys I would stream for the week. Um, Jordan Stahl is somebody to pick up because he's got the center eligibility. And then Lindholm, these guys are taking face-offs, making them a little more important. Derek Ryan's been really good lately. So now it's time to get into these daily ads. Um, we're going to go through each, you know, each night and then talk about who I would stream, Um, some of the really nice matchups, uh, Tuesday, tonight, man, is going to be a great night for watching hockey. There are so many high scoring teams against just, you know, teams that give up a ton of goals. Like, just wait for it. Okay. Now we can talk about it. Uh, Jets at the Sabres. How ridiculous is this? So Jets, super high scoring team. Sabres giving up the most amount of goals outside of only Arizona, um, Hawks and Senators, Senators. Giving up the third most amount of goals, and the Hawks. You got Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tays, all these guys. They can score goals. The Washington Capitals at the Vancouver Canucks. Everybody knows Vancouver can just let in, you know, ten goals any night, or they can score. <laughs> they can score ten goals any night. So that game is going to go either way. And then you got the Blues at the Panthers. Panthers are also at the bottom five of the goal differential. So that also has a lot of potential for a high scoring game. And then the Bolts at the Canes. Uh, we saw the other night when. Uh, Boston just mollywopped uh, Carolina. It was it was brutal. So you guys like Yanni Gord uh, is a good one to add on that one. He's got three goals, three assists in his last five on nine shots. So 33% shooting percentage is kind of a little nerve-wracking, but he's 32% owned. You can try any of the guys um, mentioned for the week long, you know, Jordan Stahl, Justin Williams, Lindholm, Rask, Ryan. If you want to go up against the Bolts and Andre Vasilevsky, be my guest. Let's look at this Jets game. Uh, Kyle Connor, I feel like I talk about him every single episode. He's on the top line. Uh, he's pointless in three, but in the two before that, he has two multi point efforts in those two games. So he's got four points in five games. All four points came in two games. Um, Matthew Perot, he was playing at like 11 and 12 minutes, but then Shifley went down, Wheeler went to center, the whole, all the lines got mixed up. Now Perot has three goals in his last four on eight shots. And he's up to 19 minutes a night. So he's getting a lot more exposure, a lot more ice time. His deployment has gone way up. He's a really good ad in any format. Um, the Hawks at the Sens. So Vinny um, Nick Schmaltz, and Forsberg for tonight are three really good ads. Um, if you're in Yahoo and you got like a, a next day ad type of thing, you're not going to be able to get any of these guys right now. But if you have same day ads, these are three guys to be adding right now. The Sens, you know, they give up way too many goals. And the Hawks should be able to score them. Now we're going to go to the Caps and the Canucks. Uh, take a chance on Sven Berchi if you want to. I'm not doing it. They're going up against uh, Grubauer tonight. So, you know, Grubauer has been kind of leaky this year. Um, so maybe Berchi gets a gets a look going up against the top line. Um, Backstrom and Ovechkin have not been known for their defensive play, so if they're the pairing to match up against them, it could be a good spot for Sven Berchi and the Sidians. But I am focusing on the Capitals. Tom Wilson, 22% owned. He's playing on the second line with Jake Varana and Evgeny Kuznetsov. He has one goal and his one assist in his last four, but he's putting up shots. He's got nine shots in that span. Um, tonight's a really good night for him to you know, turn on the scoring. If you're playing DFS, he's a good add. Devonte Smith-Pelly, he's playing with Ovechkin and Backstrom on that top line. He's got a goal and an assist as well in his last three games and 11 shots in that span. So Smith Pelly is putting up more shots than Tom Wilson. So if he's available, I'm going Devontae Smith Pelly first, and then Tom Wilson. Uh, but those are two guys to look at for that game. The Blues and the Panthers. Um, not really much I want to talk about here. Sonny Milano has been, you know, scoreless in five. But before that, he put up two goals. So every once in a while, he'll he'll do something worth noting. But you know, a five game pointless streak. Hey, who knows? Maybe tonight's the night that he ends it. Um, I would kind of look at Ivan Barbashev. It's, it's his turn to get the Tarasenko treatment. He's up there. You know, they've tried everybody. They've tried Yaskin. They've tried, you know, Barbashev. He's not shooting that much, but on his four shots, in his last four, he has a goal and an assist. So he's finding ways to do it. With the Bolts and Canes, like I mentioned, Yanni Gord's a good way to go. Uh, and then we're going to move ahead to tomorrow. There's only two games. Chicago at Minnesota, so we've talked about most of the guys. You know, Stroza, Schmaltz, Jeff Glass is going to play tomorrow. Um, for Minnesota, I'm going to take a chance here. I'm going to say Tyler Ennis right now. Uh, he's playing with Stahl and Zucker, and he's less he's less than 1% owned. So you should be able to get him. Uh, but also, you know, obviously go to Nino Niederreiter if he's available, or Jarrett Spurgeon, or, you know, Jason Zucker. But Jason Zucker, I think, is like close to 70 or 80% owned. So chances are you're not getting him. But uh, Tyler Ennis is less than 1% owned, and it's for good reason. He's got 12 points in 41 games, 6 goals, 6 assists. But with no power play time, his minutes are limited to, like, 12 minutes a night, which is strange because you get a lot of these guys, um, you know, on the top line and still playing less than 13, 14 minutes. But tonight might be his night. Um, Miko Koivu, if he plays tonight, he's 45% owned, has one goal and three assists in his last five games. And he's playing on the second line with Rider and Parise. The next game that happens tomorrow. Just wait. Just wait. All right. All better. Um, Ottawa at Toronto. So Ottawa, I'm hesit- hesitant to advocate picking anybody up on that one. But Toronto has a wealth of scoring. Tyler Bozak is the first one I want to talk about. He's 23% owned. He's found the score sheet in his last two games. He's got power play time on the... I, this is another one. So you got Nashville that kind of has like a power play one and... Power play too, but you you don't really because they play 50 50. But Bozak's playing with like Kadri and um, I think JVR and uh, Morgan Riley, so that's always a good one. Um, and then the five hole favorite, Zach Hyman, we talk about him anytime Toronto is playing a nice weak um, opponent because he's playing with Austin Matthews and William Nylander, two guys you're not going to be able to get your hands on in any fantasy format. but. Just like you know, playing with Connor McDavid or playing with Sidney Crosby. If you're playing with Austin Matthews, he's worth taking a look. He's—I don't think he has any power play time, but somebody that does is Connor Brown. He's playing on the fourth line right now, but he is seeing power play time with Austin Matthews and William Nylander. So at five percent, he's worth a shot on this small slate on a Wednesday. You know, against the Sens, who have one of the worst goal differentials in the league. So it's a really nice spot to be in. Thursday. There is Columbus at Buffalo. So keep keep an eye on these two guys, or these three guys for Columbus, because I'm going to bring them up for Friday's games as well. Pierre-Luc Dubois, who is at a surprising 26%, and then Josh Anderson, who's at a surprising 37%. Uh, these guys are both playing on the top line, and then you got... Uh Dubois is on the number one power play with, like, Artemic Panarin, Zach Wierenski, those guys. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand is somebody else that I want to talk about. He's got second power play unit time with Josh Anderson, but he's on the second line. It's never a bad spot to be in. Um, Columbus has a really strong top six, but I really, I'm a favorite of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Those are the guys I want. So, Friday. That's the only game I really want to highlight for Thursday. Friday, I got a couple. There's the Vancouver at Columbus game. So, again, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Anderson and Oliver Bjorkstrand. The guys you want to have. Uh, Edmonton at Arizona. And that's why I wore my dry saddle jersey. Is because dry saddle is finally fucking back on the goddamn top line. Something I've been bitching about for weeks. Just weeks and months. Is why do you have him rotting on the third line when he is a point per game player? When he's with McDavid. You, you were winning last year. Never mind. I'm not getting into it. But anyway, he is practicing on the top line. So, you're not picking up dry saddle, but... Um, if you were streaming guys like Jesse poole or any of those nonsense, um, it's done. At least the practice tonight was that dry was back on the top line, so I'm happy about it. I wore my jersey for it. That's a game that could go either way, so you might see Wedgwood in that one because, again, Arizona has the back-to-back. Moving on to the Calgary at Florida. Uh, we talked about Michael Furland. We talked about Mikhail Backlund. Uh, David Riddich is likely for this game. Um, with their back-to-back. Um, you're probably going to see David Riddich here, so if you do need those. Um, so Calgary at Florida. Florida, I'm not really streaming anybody. Nick Bugstad has been really good playing on that top line, shooting a bunch. So his shots are really like really nice and up there. Obviously, you can't score goals if you don't shoot, so Bugstad's always kind of just a coin toss with it. Um, but Calgary, I'm going backland and then I'm going Michael Furland, uh, depending on availability, especially with four games this week. I can't say it enough um saturday there's nine games um but three of which i really want to um three of which i want to highlight uh san jose at arizona pff, we all know that top line whoever's playing with the joes has been really good uh timo meyer saw some time tomas hurtle saw some time uh so who keep uh you know checking our facebook or our instagram and we will um we'll keep you up to date about who's on that top line just check for our goalie posts that is the guy that you want to stream. I don't want to say anything right now because it changes, um, but the game I really want to talk about is Pittsburgh versus Detroit. Uh, Daniel Sprong, this guy has come out of nowhere. In his first five games played, he has 18 shots on goal. That's over three a game. He's got two goals, one assist. He's playing with Sidney Crosby, and he's also seeing power play time. Not with Sidney Crosby, on the second power play. But Daniel Sprong is a really good, uh, just real sneaky ad if you want to play some DFS, if you want to play, you know, just for this game. The one-time streamer. Daniel Sprong is your guy. Uh, Boston at Montreal. Boston is playing fucking red hot right now. It's ridiculous. Um, Danton Heinen. How he's only 40% owned after the year he's had. He's got 30 points in 36 games. And just real sneaky under the radar. Only 40% owned right now. Uh, he's on line three, but he's got number one power play time with, you know, Marchand, Pasternak, Tory Krug, and Bergeron right now. 10 goals, 20 assists on the year. Jesus, pick him up if, he, if he's available. You won't regret it. Uh, David Backus is back. And in his last five, he has six points on 14 shots. So David Backus is a really good guy to look at for that one. But the game I'm focusing on is Pittsburgh and Detroit. Sunday, there are four games, two of which I think are going to be good for you for points, for hits, blocks. Uh, Jordan Osterley is the guy I'm looking for at hits, blocks, points, shots, all of it, plus, minus Jordan Osterley, also a good week-long ad because Chicago's playing those four games. Uh, he's going up against Detroit. He's got three goals, two assists, is a plus four, has 14 shots on goal, with 10 hits and 12 blocks in his last five games. So you're getting a little bit of everything from this guy. He's on that top pairing with Duncan Keith right now. So he's in a real plumb position. Um, so if you need a defenseman just real under the radar, Jordan Osterley's your guy. Um, and then obviously we can go back to Stroza, Schmaltz, and... Whoever, whichever goal he's playing that night. Um, you don't really know because Jeff Glasses has, has been having, like, a really good game, and then he plays twice and he gives up a too many for Joe Quimble, and then he puts Forsberg in, and then he has a really good game. You don't know. Until Crawford comes back, that's kind of like a 1A, 1B type of thing, just like for 50-50 starts. Um, Minnesota versus Vancouver. This is a game that uh, Alex Stalock is probably going to get. Dubnik's going to get that Winnipeg game on Saturday. You know, again, we can go back to all of these Minnesota guys that I've been talking about. Any of the ones that I've been talking about, man, try and pick them up for the whole week because they have a real nice schedule and they can really help you out all the way through till Sunday. Cheers, boys. All right. So, guys, good luck this week. Uh, Tune in Sunday night for the next episode. Hopefully, you know, with my 13 hour. Kitchen shifts, I can put together some notes, uh, record on Sunday night, edit, have it ready up and good to go by Monday morning so that you guys can plan your week a little better than having it on you know, Tuesday night, but I figured this week was okay because there's only one game on Monday night. So uh, feel free to get over to our Twitter on 5-Hole Fantasy, uh, FHF Hockey, same same handle as this one, if you want to get yourself one of these hats. It's super easy, man. All you do is you go over there, um, use the hashtag Challenge. Pick a player you think is going to score three goals in a game, hat trick, uh, and then when you lose your hat from throwing it on the ice or whatever it is, we're going to send you a hat. And you're going to get one of these um, pretty sweet hats from Hoser Hockey Company. Um, And I really want to send some condolences out to uh, Doc over at DL Hockey Man for the molly whopping I laid on you this week in Yahoo. Sorry about that. And uh, Brian at the Roto Hockey Show. Sorry, bud, but uh, you didn't have a chance. Even if you did set your lineup, I still would have beat you. Um, so, sorry, boys. Uh, some other shout-outs, I want you to check out DraftingSleepers.com. They have, uh, it's kind of just like a forum, like we're having right now. Um, I of a bunch of fantasy-minded, like-minded people that just talk fantasy hockey. It's a good place. It's like Reddit. If you go to Reddit or slash Fantasy Hockey, it's just like that. But um, a little easier to navigate, and there's not the upvote, downvote. Oh, I hope I say something funny. I want to say what's up to Grayson. Told her I would mention her on this show. Who knows? Maybe she made it this far into the podcast. And, of course, the dudes over at DL Hockey Company and Hoser Hockey Company. Um, So, yeah, that's it for this week, man. All you Apple users out there, get on over to your podcast app. Hit us up with a five-star review if you are digging it. And if you're not, don't leave a review because I don't want bad reviews. Uh, And don't forget to slam that subscribe button as well. Take care, boys. Keep on drinking. Love yous.